0: podcast one production
1: your morning agenda
2: with natasha belling morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 22nd of January. Newly appointed US President Joe Biden has wasted no time in his first day in the Oval Office. The Commander-in-Chief reversing many of Donald Trump's signature policies. The President signed 17 executive orders making masks compulsory in all federal buildings and stopping funding to build a wall on the Mexican border. He's also rejoined the Paris Climate Accord and the World Health Organization. There
0: are moments in our history when more is asked of us as Americans. We are in one of those moments now. The pandemic, economic crisis, racial injustice, the climate crisis, and threats to our very democracy. And the question is, are we up to it? Will we meet the
2: moment like our forebears have? I believe we must, and I believe we will. That was U.S. President Joe Biden. Meantime, former FBI Director James Comey says seeing Donald Trump leave the White House was a tremendous relief. He's told the ABC Mr. Biden taking over as president is also important in winning the war against COVID. I think it'll be easier for Joe Biden to lead Americans out of a fog of lies about the virus those Americans who were lied to by Donald Trump have seen in their peripheral vision the
0: death and sickness of lots of people around them. And so, on some level, they know that they've been lied
1: to.
2: Back home now, a national cabinet is set to meet today with the COVID vaccine, the plan to overhaul quarantine programs, and caps for international arrivals top of the agenda. Meantime, Emirates has announced it's set to resume flights to Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane less than a week after cancelling them. New rules have been introduced for overseas travelers flying into Australia. From today, passengers will have to be tested for coronavirus before departing and masks will now be mandatory on all international flights. His Health Minister Greg Hunt.
1: But those global comparisons of the success at home, the agonising challenge abroad, the fact that we have new, more virulent strains that are emerging around the world, these remind us of precisely why. We have been able to keep Australians safe, but we have to be ever vigilant.
2: Also making news this Friday morning, the federal government has rejected calls to extend JobKeeper, with the payment set to still end in March. It comes as Australia's unemployment rate has fallen to 6.6% in December. The Treasurer says around 90% of Australians who lost their jobs or had their hours cut to zero at the start of the pandemic are now back at work. We'll have more details on this story coming up shortly in Finance for a look at what else is making news around the country this Friday morning and a summer scorcher is on the way for many parts of the nation this weekend ahead of Australia Day with temperatures in Victoria, New South Wales and South Australia predicted to hit 40 degrees. As Siobhan Caulfield reports from Sydney, authorities are warning residents to take extra care, especially in the water, after a concerning increase in the number of drownings. Yeah, Tash, it has been a cooler than usual summer so far, but Sydney is preparing for a shock to the system, set to swelter through a four-day heatwave. It all kicks off today and Penrith will be the hottest place to be, with temperatures at the foot of the mountains forecast to hit 40 degrees on Sunday and Monday. It's prompted a warning for holidaymakers to take care on our beaches and always swim between the red and yellow flags, surf life lifesaving, saying rough surf conditions will make things challenging for even the strongest swimmers. We're also Also being warned about other risks, the heat increasing our risk of dehydration, sunstroke and other health issues. We're advised to stay cool, drink plenty of water and avoid too much physical exertion and of course check in on elderly relatives or neighbours, perhaps though virtually. In Greater Brisbane, strict COVID restrictions have been lifted overnight. Mandatory mask wearing was introduced along with a number of other measures following a three-day lockdown after the highly infectious UK COVID strain was detected in one of the city's quarantine hotels. Our Brisbane reporter Amy Drew says it's a relief for many local residents in the lead-up to Australia Day. Absolutely, Tash. Well, locals jumped on board quickly, did the right thing and it's paid off. Here in Queensland, we're on track to record our 15th day without community transmission with that scare at the Grand Chancellor Hotel having us very concerned at the start of January. Greater Brisbane was Australia's first battleground for the UK strain and our Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says the overwhelming cooperation of locals kept the response short and sharp. As we go through the rollout of the vaccine, I think it's very important. that we think about the journey that we've all been on over the past year. We've come through this together, we've come through it stronger and we'll continue to do that every single day. Many things returning to the menu this weekend. Dancing's back, which I for one am very excited about. Weddings and funeral limits are being increased as well. Indoor venues, including restaurants and pubs, will also be able to welcome more visitors back as we return to the roadmap that was laid out by the State Government in December. And restrictions have also been eased in South Australia. Our reporter Sean Maynard has the latest details.
1: Yeah, the state's transition committee met yesterday. And while there weren't any changes to the hardboard on many parts of New South Wales, there were some made in other areas. Now, the number of guests allowed at home gatherings was lifted from 50 to 200 people at midnight. That will come with some conditions that include a COVID safe plan. It'll need to include a COVID marshal, a guest list and use of a QR scanner. Now, the one person per two square metre rule will also still apply. Chief Public Health Officer Nicholas spurrier says the eased restrictions will be be of some relief to brides and grooms planning a home wedding.
2: Being able to have a wedding of 200 people at your home will be a a wonderful thing for many people in our state. Now,
1: plans remain on track to lift restrictions with anyone who visited Greater Sydney, Wollongong or the Central Coast by January 31. Travel from Greater Brisbane was opened up yesterday. Those who visited between January 17 and the Wednesday night deadline will still have to be tested though on days 1, 5 and 12.
2: Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And Scott, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, the federal government is refusing at this stage to extend JobKeeper. But while some businesses are doing quite well during COVID, gosh, others are really still struggling.
0: Yeah, Tash, good morning. There really is. We use the term two-speed economy all the time in different circumstances, but this is a really, really good example. And unfortunately, tourism is still really, really struggling. The tourism workforce is down by about half at the moment, and some forecasts are saying that if things continue to either get worse or even just stay this bad and tourism operators continue to make losses, the jobs could fall by another, well, half again, and we could see one in five tourism businesses fail. So, while well, we're happy to see the economy recover in general, and the government's already flagged. They may obviously, you know, provide industry support specifically. Tourism seems at this stage, at least, if we don't get borders any, open anytime soon, like a sector that might need that extra government help.
2: And some businesses, as you mentioned, are doing really well. Noni B, this is an incredible story.
0: Oh, wow. So if you think about, you know, the business owner, discretionary retailers going through the roof. Earlier in the week, we saw Super Retail, we saw JB Hi-Fi and Maggie Beer, of all things, all up, sales up more than 20% each. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal nut story. The most recent one is Mosaic Brands, owner of Noni B and a whole lot of other brands. Their shares are up 35% yesterday when they had yeah, phenomenal growth in profit, um, up between 22 and 38%. Uh, increase on the last half. So really again the story of you know people are losing in tourism but you are finding ways to spend our money. We talked recently about utils being through the roof. discretionary retail is just having an absolute bumper year if you can believe it when still in the middle of covid.
2: Yeah and also camping stores it's extraordinary. And Scott uh, I always get these emails talking about how I can make billions of dollars in bitcoin. Interestingly <laughs> I just delete them after storming higher in 2020. Bitcoin has now lost a quarter of its value in the last 2 weeks.
0: Natasha, I can't give personal advice, but deleting those emails is probably a very, very, very good idea. Just quietly <laughs> look—it's had a spectacular 2020 Bitcoin, and it really wasn't the back of all of the bad news. Everything between, you know, uh, central banks lowering interest rates government ructions. Of course, we had, uh, you know, the, just a general disruption in the US, the Trump stuff. That that was really absolute, you know, manna from heaven for people who wanted to invest in alternative currencies or alternative assets like Bitcoin. That was seen as this safe haven, this alternative way to make sure you weren't going to lose your money if the worst happened. Turns out the worst didn't happen, which is great for a whole lot of reasons. But unfortunately, if you own Bitcoin, you lost a quarter of your value in just two weeks, including a fall of about 10% overnight between yesterday and today. So there really is, <laughs> the, the as I said, the good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. In this case, Bitcoin is doing exactly the same thing. It still remains very, very volatile. And if you are going to look at Bitcoin, just remember, what goes up sometimes does come back down.
2: Yeah, sometimes too good to be true. Scott, happy Friday.
0: Thanks, guys. Happy Friday. Happy <laughs> Friday.
2: check sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett six days after landing in Melbourne and an Australian Open player has now tested positive to COVID-19.
3: Yes, good morning Tash. This dropped uh, late yesterday uh, that a player had tested positive and that is Paula Berdosa. She revealed on Instagram at about a uh, quarter to midnight last night that uh, she has tested positive to COVID-19. This is actually the first active case in a player that has been recorded. Uh, two or three others have since been reclassified as viral shedding. She says that she's feeling unwell well, she does have some symptoms. She's uh, been moved to a Medi Hotel. She's hoping to recover as quick as as possible. But as you said, six days after uh, landing in the country, so this is obviously why they they lock people down for fourteen days. I guess the other thing that would be interesting to find out is uh, was she in the same pod as uh, as the the coach last week who who tested positive? That was one of the bones of contentions for the players. They said some of them said that they were told that. In the pod that they were sitting in, if someone tested positive, that that they would, uh, would have to quarantine and not everyone else on the flight. So if she was sitting in a different pod, here's the justification from the Victorian health officials that this is why your entire plane had to be locked down uh, for two weeks.
2: It's a logistical nightmare on so many different levels. Also making news this Friday, Cricket Australia's decision to drop references to Australia Day for three matches next Tuesday, Brett, has sparked plenty of controversy.
3: Yeah, that's right. Both Melbourne Big Bash sites, the Stars and the Renegades, will not be referring to next Tuesday any differently. This comes after Cricket Australia said yesterday it was dropping the words Australia Day from their marketing following talks with Indigenous leaders. There are three games to be played, so CA was actually living up to to the teams to decide what they wanted to do. The Stars and Renegades now say they were aware that Cricket Australia was going to do this, but it wasn't a step that they were ready to take this year. The Prime Minister weighed in yesterday as well. Well, it's not cricket. That would be my reaction. Um, Look, I think Australian cricket fans would like to see Cricket Australia focus a lot more on cricket and a lot less on politics. And that wasn't the only controversial comment he had yesterday to say about uh, Australia Day next Tuesday.
2: No, indeed. The strikers kept their finals hopes alive in the big bash last night too, Brett.
3: Yeah, that's right. Ben McDermott came close. He smashed a 96 for the Hurricanes while Alex Carey went four runs better last night. The standout in the Strikers, big win over the Heat. He smashed 101, opening the batting. The first century of the season.
2: The ramp. It's running away. Will it be brought back? No, it won't. It'll be the first hundred of Big Bash 10, and it's been all class and style from Alex Carey.
3: On seven there. As you said, Tash, the Strikers back in the top four, just above the Thunder. They play a Sydney derby tonight against the Sixers in Adelaide.
2: Happy Friday, Brett. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now, and as we mentioned, scorching temperatures expected in many parts of Australia over the weekend. But let's check the temperatures for Friday. Brisbane, partly cloudy, 29. Possible shower on the way for Sydney, a top of 31 today. Mostly sunny, 26 for Melbourne. Partly cloudy in a warm 34 degrees on the way today for Canberra. A possible late shower for Hobart, 22. 32 and sunny for Adelaide today, a warm one on the way today for Perth, sunny and 36, showers and 32 for Darwin. And here's a feel-good Friday story proving dogs are our best friends. A dog owner in the UK has gone viral following a heartwarming reaction from his pet pooch. Russell Jones, who's currently using crutches with his leg in a plaster cast, paid hundreds of dollars in vet bills when his dog Bill started walking with a limp. But the reason behind it will leave a smile on your face. It turns out Bill was just copying his owner and hopping along out of sympathy. The video has now received more than 2 million views and is super cute, so check it out if you can. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and a great weekend and we'll see you Monday.